Welcome to Fur What It's Worth. I've known about furries for a long time before this experience, but I'd never seen it in action. I I, I see the furries at the cons, and I ne- I'm always wondering who is in there. That's the first thing I'm wondering. Is it a man? Is it a woman? An introduction to and exploration of the furry fandom. Wait for just one second until yeah, you guys have pulled out. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> we're pulling out right now, so it's, uh, it's a slow process. <laughs> and now, two fools who want all the gluten in their cookies. Oh yeah, and like the mechanism that makes the fire blow out of his mouth? That's probably four grand, right? Have you had a party emergency? Got one right now. <laughs> When is the new Animaniacs? For five and a half hours, I got a body <laughs> Rue and Tugs. Yeah, you know, bend it to the right here. Did you already press the button? Why would you do such a thing? <laughs> Welcome to season six, episode four. What's in a name? Today's topic is about names. It's a pretty simple and easy topic that I think everybody will understand. How do you feel about this topic, Tugs? It's one word. It's one word. It's one word. So it's very easy, very simple. Yep. Kind of like you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Tugs. I appreciate it. <laughs> so what have you been up to? Not reading the show notes, I see. Um, so I didn't have power for the last day or so, and that was fun. You got what? I didn't have power for because of the weather being fall. Uh, but besides that, I've been uh, tired. I have had this headache that won't go away for two weeks now. So what do you do without power for? I break out the backup generator. Oh, you have a backup generator? I have a backup battery, yeah. And you like hook it up to the house? And- no, I hook it up to a light and whatever needs hooking up, like the CPAP machine. And then I pretend that I live in 1910. <laughs> And you like hold on to your cell phone battery? No, I can charge my phone off it. <clears throat> oh, that's cool. Yep. What, what about else you? Have you been up to? Nothing. I've literally been fighting a headache for two weeks. Well, I'm punching microphones now. Punching microphones. Punching microphones. Well, what are you doing on with your headache? I don't know. I I should go to the doctor. It's like I wake up from a nap and my head just is like. Maybe maybe I'm having a stroke, like a two-week stroke. Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe you have a tumor in your head as well. No. <laughs> oh, so um, I've been up to not very much myself. I mean, <laughs> it looks like the tugs added a couple of things. Well, start at the beginning. Okay, well, um, my husky went on a staycation. Do you know what a staycation is? It's a vacation for poor people. It's a vacation where you like stay at home. Yes, it is a vacation for poor people. (laughs) I've done staycations. You have done staycations before. Yeah. So he he went on his little staycation. What is a staycation? You didn't actually say what it was. Well, he just stayed at home. That's it. Oh oh it's a, a vacation where you just stay at home and you don't go anywhere. So it's a staycation. So, I know, pretty lame, but I'm going to be going to Yellowstone this next week, and that's going to be pretty exciting. I've never been to Yellowstone before, so um, I'm pretty excited to go down there. You've never been to Yellowstone? Never. Wow. Never, ever, so I get to see the Old Faithful and stuff like that. 
If it's open, with the weather being as bad as it is now, it probably will snow up. You think? I'd be so sad. Yeah, we'll see what the weather does. So I've also been, um, you know, chatting on the on Telegram and stuff like that. Chatting with our lovely folks on the lovely For What It's Worth chat. So thank you for everybody participating there. Now please read the last bullet point. No. Read it. Read no. it deadpan. It'll be great. No. Okay. I, I went to a hot tub and made lots of stuff happen. And it was amazing. And I want to tell you all about it, apparently. That was my edited version. Now read it for real. I don't know. Our guest was there. He can tell us about it. Yeah, tell us. So are these the sex hot tubs? I guess. I actually wasn't there. <laughs> he actually wasn't there this time. So So are they the sex hot tubs? Pretty much. Okay. So. But why are they this, called the sex hot tubs? You know, Time for the I've next thing. I've actually been there before where I haven't. I like that. Know, that's like, that's like you've gone 12 times, but I have gone where I haven't had sex. I'm shaking my finger for everyone at home to see. But I haven't had sex. That's like a Bill Clinton answer. You know what? I am the innocent fox, and I will always be the innocent fox. <laughs> to a sex hot tub and had lots of shitty sex. Shitty slutty, sex? Slutty sex. <laughs> I hope you're recording. <laughs> um, it was so amazing, and I wanted to tell you all about it. Okay, time for this. Does everyone know what time it is? Tumor time! That's right. Nuka Brand Tools proudly presents Tumor Time, now with Tug's Puppy Bear and Rude a Cookie Eating Vulpine. So, tell us the latest on your tumor. I have no update. He's only half eight. It's Ruse Kooky time. I switched back for this one because I don't know why. You switched back. Do it's different. To... I didn't like the new one. Really? Do you want me to do the new one? Uh, you know what? This one's an oldie but a goodie. Yeah, this is the retro throwback we didn't plan on. <laughs> <laughs> so All we right. received our Cards Against Humanity cookies. Real cookies. Ruse opening them as we speak. Yes, I actually have to eat it so, so try to eat a cookie at least every episode. <laughs> oh my god. Tradition, right? Yep. Ah! Oh my gosh, I'm making a mess. Alright, well, read the fortune before you clean up your messes. Well, it is tradition that in order for the, the fortune to come true, that the whole cookie needs to be eaten. I thought it was half. Okay, half. Okay, so he is now creating the truth in his fortune. And he shouldn't preview read it, but he's doing it anyway, because we want to get your reaction live. So here it is, the Cards Against Humanity cookie for the first time. Those are really good cookies, by the way. Like, they're really good cookies. All right, Rue, ready? Yep. Life hack. If you give up on your dreams, you can just play video games all day in bed with a cookie. Wow, that is way more tame than all the other ones I've seen so far. <laughs> all right, well, we'll see what comes up next time. Cause the world might do me in It's alright 
All right, it's time. It's time to do what? Introduce the topic. So today's topic is names. Names are an interesting thing in the fandom. And that's because some people like to only be called by their furry name. Some people like to be called only by their legal name. Now, before we keep going, let me uh, define some terminology here. And that is real name is a subjective term now. I know a lot of people use the phrase real name like Rue does, right? And at first, when you first met me, I corrected you a couple times, right? Yeah, and yeah. I still say real name, don't I? Well, the thing about real names is a real name is what's real to you. A legal name is what's on your birth certificate, right? Yeah. So I, just a food for thought out there for everybody, but maybe using the phrase real name when you mean legal name is something we could all work on because I think it would be more accurate and help us communicate better. See, you like my sale? I love it. Good. I so, can, can we get you off the soapbox? No, I'm just joking. Well, all right. <laughs> Let's do this thing. So we have 11 full single-paged spaces at 10-point font pages of emails. People feel a lot about this topic. So let's kick it off. And by the way, that wasn't a bad thing. Let me just be clear. Well, before we actually do that, let's introduce our guest. We should do that. Yes. So tell us who you are. All right. Uh, my name is Matt, or my furry name, I guess, as a lot of them, kind of depends. Uh, right now, it's I'm mostly known as Icarus. Okay, and how? So, how are you involved in the fandom, or how did you get involved in the fandom? Uh, through my boyfriend. That's pretty much it. Were you a furry before you met him, or? Uh, I would say a casual furry. Casual, okay. like is that like Sunday drive? Like yeah. on Sundays, I was a furry. Yeah, not Saturdays. No, that's that's a headache. So tell us about yourself. What do you do? Well, that's boring, isn't it? I know, it is. What do you do for fun? Uh, 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 talk about rule number one. Well, too many video games, we'll say. And writing and music. Do you have an Xbox One S? No. But you have a Wii U? Uh, no, I gave that to as a gift, actually. Oh. I thought you loved Nintendo. Uh, they're okay, yeah. They're okay. <laughs> 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 I like them all about the same, to be honest. But I had a friend who plays Smash competitively, so I gave it gave him mine as a gift. Oh, and our other guest is Rue. Hi, Rue. Oh, I'm a guest today. <laughs> oh, hi. I'm here. So um, I've known Maddie for um, a long time, and and throughout the the time that I've actually known him, I've known him by at least probably six or seven names. Yeah, something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. It's it's a lot. So let's see, what's some of your names that, that you've had? Let's see. Well, of course, Matt and Chappie, right? Uh-huh. But then the furry names, let's see. The first one was Lefty, right? That's three. And then uh, actually went by White for a little bit. So there's four. What else was there? Of course, well, now Icarus. Icarus. And my online handle is Cyrus most of the time. But and Cyrus, yeah. Cyrus, yeah. And do you have like an author name of some sort? A pen no, name? just Matt. So let's see. Was that five? So five, yeah. Okay, I'm over exaggerating. Yes. But but it seems like that you change your name a lot. So I do. I mean, time out though. Did you have an alternate name before you were in the fandom? Is that I hear that right? It was a nickname given by oh, okay. the siblings. You know. In high school, we would all call him Chappie. Me, I've known him Sounds for a fuck. very, yeah, very <laughs> long time. I've known you since elementary school. Did you guys go to gym class together? Um, no. No. Oh, okay. I went to gym class with his brother, though. He sure and did. And now we know. 
Yeah. Now we know which of his family you've seen in the showers. Thank you. So, yes. Keep it in the pan. That's horrible. (laughs) The family pack. It's for fun. So there are, like we were saying, 11 pages of emails, and we will kick it off with our guest. What do you want us to call you? Because you have 88 million names. Something like that. Uh, you can just call me whatever. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, go ahead Locked and into that one. read that first email <laughs> from Lumio. Lumio. All right. So he sent us an email. says, well, my name that I use is actually a nickname. This is Lumio. I got the idea from a book and whiskey. It's because I have a prohibitionist friend that FaceTimed me and saw the two whiskey bottles, and then she screamed at me for 20 minutes. The next day, I received a mild beating even after I told her I didn't drink both of them, just part of the... Royal Crown Apple Whiskey, great with ginger ale, like a green Jolly Rancher. I do agree with that. Uh, whiskey is another one of my nicknames. Anyways, life is crazy down here. It's been raining for a week. Not that I mind being a fox otter, but it's me crazy. And I'm, I am a pluviophile, but this is crazy. Also, sorry for the five billion emails. I'm a bit scatter squirrel. Wait. Uh, oh, yeah. Brain ADHD for y'all. I wish I was in Utah, by the way. It's pecan. I would love to meet both of you anyways. Hugs and otter kisses. If y'all are ever in the Freeport Lake Jackson area, telegram me. Vlad. That's nice. <laughs> not, not Vlad, but Lumio. Oh, Lumio. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see how you edit. Okay. Uh, he just, we're going to sign everyone's emails with other people's names. That's the Let's best. Vlad, but Vlad will be next. <laughs> oh, I see how you so, so what's a prohibitionist friend? You know, I don't know. That sounds like what we would call a straight edger. Yeah, essentially, yeah. That's what I would say. Uh, a prohibitionist friend. Which has nothing to do with the topic, but I just was curious. How odd. Anyway, what were your reactions to that first opening email? Um, We gave you a softball starter. Well, it was interesting. Um, it's a little... <laughs> Tricky to read. <laughs> it was interesting as the most yes. generic opening. Ouch. It is a little. Um, um, no, it, it was just like missing periods and stuff. Being a writer, it like really grabs my mind, but so it's hard to ignore. Um, but it wasn't badly written, so I'm just OCD. <laughs> How did you get the name Icarus? Um, it's actually based on who my fursona is. So he is a he's an android bat that cannot fly. Because of the weight? Well, that would make sense too. But no, um, it's more because like, you know, the history of Icarus in yeah. mythology. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was given wax wings and flew too close to the sun. So yeah. it's kind of a play off of that. Uh-huh. And it also represents Mirror's Edge because that game is awesome. And I'm a nerd. And now backward compatible. So yes. why Cyrus? Cyrus was actually supposed to be my legal name. Okay. So that was going to be your legal name. At but then you would be time. a wizard. I know, right? Now, the reason <laughs> Cyrus isn't my legal name is because my middle name is Ray. You can see how that would have gone. Well, it could have been Miley. Yeah, see? That could have been worse. That's and right. what about Lefty? Um, Lefty was just a nickname I got from high school friends, actually. High school friends? Mm-hmm. Okay. And Are you left-handed? I'm not, but I did fence and sword fight left-handed. Oh. So. And how about Chappie? Um, just a nickname from siblings from... <laughs> Ancient times, I guess you could say. Because you sound so <laughs> dapper, though. I know. All right. Next email is from Vlad, not Lumio, but Vlad. 
He says, hello, the last episode was great. It was hilarious and interesting listening to what Lil Chew had to say, and it was great to have Tugs back on the show. Also relieved to hear Rue is okay for the tumor time being. <laughs> I just wanted to give my two cents on the topic of names in the fandom. My character's name is Vadislav. I chose that name for a few reasons. For one, I'd already previously used Vlad as a pseudonym. I have a bit of thing for names starting with V, because my legal first name is Valentine. Wow. That is such that is, a great name. It's like, hello, I'm Valentine. Like, is it just, Valentine or I'm not wearing a shirt right now. Like, that just sounds great. <laughs> um, there are also a number of parallels between my legal name and this name that made it a good fit. Neither is particularly common anymore. Both are almost always shortened to a single syllable nickname, and both are commonly mispronounced or mistaken for other names that have the same nickname. But most importantly, after thinking long and hard about it, Vlad was just the same or just the name that fit the character. I don't think that you should worry about the name having any special relations to your legal name or that the meaning of the name needs to describe the character. What's most important, in my opinion, is that the name fit the character, and that's something you just have to have a feel for. It's okay if you end up with a common name like Michael or Alice or Bob, as long as it's the right name for the character you've created. If you try and learn what the character's name is, instead of telling them what their name is, you'll probably end up with something that fits better and that you're more happy with. Thanks for continuing to produce great episodes, Vlad. P.S. Sorry, or if you pronounced Valentine wrong, I'm probably laughing at you. Sorry. Valentine, I bet. Valentine, most likely. Valentine. I'm not wearing a shirt. <laughs> Fifty Shades of This is his, uh, yeah, seriously, this is his, uh, this is me doing a listener's voice. That's terrible. Hello. <laughs> My name is Valentine. Now, how else could you even say this? Valentine. Ooh, that, that sounds sexier. It could be val- Valentine. Um, I think he's right. You should let the name naturally fall into your lap. Trying to force a name, otherwise, it never really quite fits in it. It sounds work. hokey. I've seen those forced names. It's like, eh, My it name just doesn't matter. Barbie Husky. <laughs> Barbie Husky? Yeah, like, <laughs> it's short for Barbaro. My name is Ryu Shin Hudouken. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, you can take a name and you could just make it crazy and out of this world, or you can make it like, like Husky Balls or something like, just something stupid like that. That's a nickname for most Huskies. <laughs> yeah. uh, I lost my point, but the point's somewhere there. That's okay. You lose Somebody your point find a lot. It. Next. <laughs> All right. Our guest, we have a million names. I I'm going to settle on one soon. Our guest who isn't Valentine will read Zuka's email. Hello, cast of For What It's Beans, uh, For What It's Worth, and guest, maybe? Here's my input on names. Names are odd. I personally have three, legal, character, and preferred. Legal is obviously the one on my license. Uh, it's what my parents called me. It's what a few select friends who uh, knew me before my preferred name call me. Character name is one I strictly use in RP. Uh, it isn't really set since while role-playing I may not have the same character, especially since I play Dungeons & Dragons almost weekly. Uh, preferred is what I tell most people to call me, unless we're doing something professional, of course. Whenever I'm referred to by a certain name, it's kind of a cue, like a social cue, into how I should be acting. Legal is professional and focused, Character is role-playing, and preferred is relaxed and casual. So, obviously, I prefer people to call me Zuka, since, you know, that's my preferred name. 
And, you know, if you call me Carl, you might see me tense up a little bit before I realize it's a mistake and we're actually supposed to be relaxed or whatever. I can't say it's really taboo to call someone their legal name. Uh, As far as personally, a lot of people still call me my legal name. However, it definitely shows how I need to be acting at the time. I'd say preferred is my real name if I had to pick... Um, but of course, my legal one defines a lot of myself as well. It's you know, it's my professional side. Uh, oh, I'm starting to get a little rambly at this point, so I'm gonna go ahead and close the email and the recording out. Until the adventure ends, this is Zuka's Lod signing off. So you know, I, 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 well, go ahead. You first dibs. First dibs. You're the uh, reader. Hooray. Um, no, I, I mean, I really don't have a lot of info on that because I'm pretty relaxed and casual. Mm-hmm. I mean. I don't care what people call me, you know. You know, I what I want to point out is it, it's always difficult for me when I'm in a setting and um, like, for instance, at a convention, there there was an individual that knows my legal name and I'm at a convention and they're screaming my middle, my, my first name. They're giving you the middle finger. And it, it makes, yeah, no, it makes me feel like that you're just like throwing up the middle finger right at me you know, in the middle of a convention. I don't know. That's just my personal opinion. But there's many times that, that you've called me by my real name because that's how you yeah. met me as. And so it's hard for you real to name. to see me. What? You just said real name. <laughs> legal name. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Legal name. We should point out, by the too. way, that everyone is writing legal name in these emails. We didn't change the emails. But anyway, continue. Well, and, and me and him are kind of in a unique situation I work with him. He has grandfather privileges. What? <laughs> like he got grandfathered in before you got into the family? Yeah, pretty much. So it's not a big deal like if 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 he called me by my my real name, but I'm always I'm always taken back because it's kind of like each particular section it are pieces of your life. It's kind of like a depart you kind of departmentalize like this is my yeah, there you go. That's the actual word. Um you kind of put them in like different sections and you act a certain way when you're with your family or when you're at work or different things like that. And then you have this other section where it's, you know, where it's fun and playful and, you know, you kind of have these different mindsets. So I, I totally get where, where he's coming from. So I don't know. Yeah. That's common in Japan, actually. Different, different lives, essentially. You know, so you get you get offended almost when someone calls you by your legal name. Is that what you're saying, Rue? Yeah, yeah. If I'm Sorry. in a f- in a furry setting or a comfortable setting, it's like, how dare you make me put on that that mask of who I am? <laughs> Where, I, uh, but we're kind of in a unique situation, me and Icarus, because we work together. And so because we work together, it's like, you know, he just barely got used to calling me by my furry name. How, how am I different? Uh, or am uh, I not different? No, I mean, no. Okay. Just a little more professional. He's a little less fox. Yeah, maybe. I feel like I'm like super bossy to you because. 
Are you his boss? Yeah. Yeah. Well, kind of, yeah. Wow. Okay. So yeah. what we've learned today is for what it's worth, does it give no shit about ethics? Just lawyers. <laughs> That's what we've learned. Right. All right. Next email from Hachi. And it reads, hello, Rue Tugs and guesties. How is everyone? My name is Hachi Shibaru. I have been Hachi for about four years now. However, I've been a furry for about five. That first year, while I did have a name for my fursona, it wasn't chosen specifically for it. When I started high school, I had made an OC to RP with friends named Seishi, which means life in death in Japanese. I know, I was such an original and deep teenager. Still, that name was always a placeholder, and I felt I could come up with something better. After a year of being a furry, my now fiancé had messaged me about a movie playing on Netflix called Hachi, about the real-life story of an Akita Inu named Hachiko. The story is about a dog who waits for his owner to return from work outside a train station. His owner unfortunately dies and never returns to greet his dog, but the dog continues waiting. He does so for over nine years until his passing. The story is seen as a symbol of loyalty in Japan. Since I'm a Shiba Inu and I'm very interested in Japanese culture, my fiancé thought I would enjoy it. I very much did, so much that I named myself after the dog in the story. Hachi is written as Japanese character here. It means eight and signifies good fortune. That's inspired by the movie. However, Shibaru is not. That I came up with on my own. Though, it's basically nearly every other furry last name ever. It's just my species, but with an added ru at the end to make it sound more Japanese. It's even written as another Japanese symbol, meaning Shiba and yet another Japanese symbol, which is ru. However, I've discovered that Shibaru, yet another another Japanese symbol, can mean tie or bond, which I think is really sweet. It makes my last name to be more than just my species name. Hachi isn't the only name I have. I have my given name, which is Mexican and only really used by my family, which doesn't know I'm a furry or in high school and legal stuff. Online, I like to be known as Hachi and only Hachi. That said, I do like my given name. I was named after my grandfather, who's still alive. I've also learned it's derived from the Italian word for January, which is coincidentally the month I was born in. I don't think my mother knew that when she named me, but it's just a nice coincidence. While I do prefer Hachi, both of my names are synonymous. Hachi is just as much my real name as my given name is. I don't see my fursona and I as two separate identities. If I were to suddenly become a talking, walking yellow dog named Hachi, nothing would change. I'd still be me. I'm still me on paper as I am in the flesh, thus Hachi is born, not just the anthro-animal drawing. Though I do wish I had a fur big furry big fluffy tail that'd be cool now to finish this literal essay of an email which i hope didn't feel too long my name is hachi shibaru whether online or off i'm hachi i hope you guys have a wonderful evening and hugs to you all until my next email another japanese symbol here no he actually wrote hachi i just felt like (laughs) (laughs) so what's your thoughts um He's. I think he's got it right in the sense of he doesn't compartmentalize. I've been doing the soul-searching thing for a while, right? And I get the need to have context. I don't let the context completely compartmentalize because it's actually... I feel like it puts up physical walls in my brain in a, in a metaphoric sense. I know that sounds weird, but if you think about it... Like, you ever come up against something in your head and, like, you just can't get past it? It's to the point where it feels like you're physically staring at a brick wall? Yeah. Yeah, it's yes. kind of like that. And so by... By not, like, I mean, obviously, like I said, context matters. So you've got to be aware of the context you're in. But, you know, it was a thing in Roman times even that you could just pick a name. Like, you had your name you were given, but you could do business in a name and people would be fine with it. It was the norm. It's a little odd that, you know, we don't do that in a way. Although, I guess we do because we have stage names, you know, like 
I don't know. Lady Gaga's name is not really Lady Gaga on her birth certificate. It's, you know, Stephanie, whatever. Um, and so for. But she's known as Lady Gaga. Right. So to, know, to see Hachi not separate that, it was actually really intriguing to me. You know, and I feel, I, I kind of feel like I, I wonder why people have such a hard time with this particular concept of having, though, the two names. Because, I mean, it's used all of the time. Like, you know, Donald Trump, that's not really his legal name. Just, just kidding. I'm, oh, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Way to date the episode. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, but, no, I, I do have a, a question that I wanted to ask both of you. Um, so, as far as with your name, like, do you... Would you ever take one of your character names and make it your legal name? I know people that have done that. Me, huh? Um, I thought about doing Cyrus. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was supposed to be my legal name, and it'd be kind of like, I'd almost see it as like honoring my father in a way, because it was his choice of name. Would you, Rue? Would I change my name to Rue? Yeah. You know, I probably would sometime, maybe, maybe, maybe. Because I feel like more, um, my real, my my legal name yeah. would be, um, like, I feel like that my legal name is somebody that I was and not somebody that I am. Does that make sense? Yes. So that that person is long and gone and i'm a completely different person now that's so, just in so is my that why it bothers head. you when someone it they call it dead naming when like um you transition or you change your name for whatever reason and you call the person by the name they had it's called dead naming so does dead naming bother you yeah i kind of i kind of think so yeah hmm. but i mean what what do you think would be the effects of that well you will always probably have to go around and either you, you have to get everyone to move all at once. It's kind of like changing your phone number, right? Like, you know, how like I've changed my phone number, which is something I haven't done since I got my phone number. Um, but I get those texts. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. But some people dead name. Like you have to, you have to be willing to deal with a little bit of dead naming at first. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people that you tell, you're going to have to explain why, because they're going to be curious. So you're going to need a convenient story. You know, um, and then you will probably um, need to put a line in the sand and say, okay, here's here's what I would like of all my friends and family is if I've changed my name, it doesn't matter anymore. You don't need to bring it up. It's not, it, it all it does is undermine my identity, right? It like literally does nothing productive because if you think about it, people who are transgendered, it would be like at some point you just stop identifying as transgender, your supporter. But if you constantly go, I'm transgender, then suddenly you have to answer the same questions for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years. And it's like, are you, you know, or the person could just legitimately accept you as your identified gender and everyone's happy and gets along fine and no one needs is the wiser and it doesn't matter. You know, does that, am I making sense? Yeah, no, it, it does make sense. But it brings me to another question like okay so you have these two separate lives these two separate identities and then you're eliminating one of them you're pushing both of them together how does that affect your psyche how does that affect you as a person it's like you're removing a 
piece of your of what used to be you. You're pulling out one of the cornerstones of your psychology and replacing it with another. It's hard. That would be hard. Deep thoughts. Deep thoughts. Deep thinking. All right. Well, let's uh, let's let everyone percolate on that while we go to our next email. Icarus, if you can read. I'm going to guess it's kin. That'd be my guess as well. Oh, yeah, it is. Okay. All right. Hello there, Casta, for what it's worth. My name is Kinyon Kin Skyther, a Jolteon Wolfus hybrid hailing from the Philippines and a silent listener of your show. I love listening to your show. And while this is my first time to actually write an email to you guys, I've been listening to the show since season one. Also, I was supposed to make an ident for the show, but considering the deadline, I didn't have enough time. Next time, perhaps. Fair warning. Wall of text ahead. You've been warned. Right. On to names. Let's start with Kinyon, which comes from my human nickname. I really don't know why I put the quotation marks there, as there's a quotation around human. Um, Kino, and from my favorite Pokemon, Jolteon, hence the Eon. While Kinyon is the first name of my persona, Kin is the nickname. Plus, as I just noticed now while writing this, is also the first, middle, and last letters of my name. Skyther, on the other hand, was the last name I picked and used on Second Life. Interestingly enough, Kinyon is not the first name I used for the fandom. As you'll see on my FA, I used to go by Kinomon, or Kinomon, which was a mix between my name and Pokemon as a whole. Something I thought of when I was much younger and only later realized was more like a Digimon name than a Pokemon one, hence the name switch. Another thing to note is that as I grew more active in the fandom, I started to better develop my persona, as well as incorporate myself into her to a point that Kinnon is who I am, and vice versa. I even go by Kin when talking to my human friends, which can be a bit distracting when half my friends who knew me before the fandom called my Kino, while the other half called me Kin. I should also note that while I'm very open with my furriness to my friends, and almost all of them know... It can be a bit disorienting to call to be called multiple names. This brings me to to the why. Why is my furry name closely linked linked to my real name? To simply put it, it's because I am my fursona, and my fursona is who I am. I am happy with who I am as such. I enjoy portraying this happiness through kin. To me, there is a special bond that I share with her, to the point that whatever happens to me happens to her too. Whatever situation I put her in... I do so because I want to be in that position too. The link I have with my fursona goes beyond that of a creator and creation, but of two bodies with one mind, if that makes any sense. Overall, I feel that a name is powerful and holds meaning, and what you call yourself is what will define you as a person. That and the name Kinyon sounds cool. Thanks for reading through my wall of text, and thank you for an amazing podcast. You guys never cease to make me smile and laugh, and I wish you all an amazing time. P.S. Sorry if my email sounds all over the place. I tend to get carried away when I write. No, oh, I want to say that I think that your email was quite on point. And um, I really appreciate you sending that out to us. I think that definitely gives a, another perspective. I mean, names definitely have that that power, you know, that's behind it. I, I don't even like the phrase, it has that power. It is that power. Like, there's not, it's not a potential. Your brain literally indexes people by a name. Mm-hmm. Right, so I think that, and that's the thing. It's like so when I wasn't hybrid, for instance, I, I, you know, it was Care Bear, and then I went I, hybrid, but I was like Dog Bear or what, and I chose Puppy Bear because that has a very specific meaning, right? If you think if you hear 
dog bear, it doesn't sound, you don't get that, quite that warm sense that you get with puppy bear. Yeah. And, it's a lot different. Right. And so to say that names, because I get that out too. Well, names don't matter. You're who are, who you are. Bullshit. That is like literally the label on the container that is you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with you. The names have a lot of power behind it. I mean, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I could agree with that. I mean, even though I'm pretty casual about what I'm called, I mean, all of those names are essentially me. So, yeah. There's actually a reason for all the different names, too, but. Well, do you ever go into a mode where it's like, because you have so many different names and, and you have different personas, do you ever, I mean, I know some people that are in the fandom that they have like three or four different personas and and they, they I can't say the word, but decompartmentalize. And they're all right? different, right? They, they um, put their emotions into different different names it's almost, different people see that almost is multiple personality mm-hmm. or it almost is disassociative. Yeah, yeah disassociative identity mm-hmm. yeah where yeah. it's like i'm angry so therefore i am now this yeah, persona mm-hmm. or i'm in love and so now i am i'm feeling this particular persona and right and i i don't know i'm not gonna shoot people down I, that's not something that works for me necessarily um, well, and it's hard on people who are trying to understand you and support you if you're constantly changing that, too. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's not anything like that. Mine's mine's actually just for sake of making characters. It's actually more for creative outlet. Um, in fact, every character is the same person. So. Oh, so every character mm-hmm. of yours, persona of yours, is, is different. Because I know that mm-hmm. you went from being a bunny... A rabbit to a bounce cat, or a cabot, whatever you want to call it, uh-huh. to a coyote, and then, yeah, right, long list, um, and then to the android bat, and the one I'm on now is actually, because I bought a fursuit, is a possum, so, but they're all actually the same person, they're all Icarus, because he's an android, he actually has the same chassis with different, like, interchangeable parts in AI. Oh, okay, so you're not like into like transformation or anything. No. It's the so they're all actually the same person, based on the creator's AI chip stuff like that. So, but he just like changes parts mm-hmm. and different things like that. That's interesting. So, meanwhile, while you play dead, ha ha! Let's go to break. Hailing frequencies open. Smokescale Aquatus here with another round of news for you. As of Tuesday, September 6th, here are your space headlines. First off, let's address the elephant in the room. On Thursday, September 1st, SpaceX was preparing to conduct a hold-down fire test of a Falcon 9 rocket, ready to launch an Israeli communications satellite into orbit. A hold-down fire test is a wet dress rehearsal of an actual launch, and SpaceX always conducts one before every launch. They fuel the rocket up to flight pressure, both stages, then they fire the engines for about 10 seconds just to verify the first stage is ready. About two or three minutes before ignition, while the upper stage was still being fueled up, there was an explosion. Both the rocket and payload were lost. The launch pad, Launch Complex 40 at Cape Canaveral, suffered serious damage. SpaceX is currently building out a second launch pad at Canaveral, and it's still on track to being ready on schedule, but the loss of the rocket will cause their launch schedule to slip quite a lot. As of right now, there's still a lot we don't know. Here's what we do know. The incident occurred during fueling of the second stage. 
the explosion originated within the liquid oxygen tank of the upper stage. This is where the anomaly occurred during CRS-7, but the two incidents so far are not connected except for location. The satellite was insured for both in-flight and pre-flight operations, so the $200 million spacecraft will likely be reimbursed. No one was on the launch pad at the time, which is protocol for test fires and launches, so no one was harmed. The explosion, while only a mile away from an Atlas V and its payload, the OSIRIS-REx, does not appear to have affected the launcher or probe. That's pretty much all we know at the moment. There's a lot more to this story, like how it's affected the company that was going to own and operate the satellite, how the space program community has been nothing but positive towards SpaceX being able to recover, and more. There will of course be an investigation. We don't know if the issue originated within the rocket itself or if it came from ground support equipment. For the time being, all Falcon 9 flights are grounded, save for one or two that will be launching from Vandenberg in California. I'll keep you posted with updates as they develop. In brighter news, the previously mentioned OSIRIS-REx mission is set to launch this week. By the time you hear this, it will have already launched and will be on its way to its destination, the asteroid 101955 Bennu. It'll arrive sometime in 2018 and perform a series of experiments. First off, it'll map the surface of the asteroid, larger across than the Empire State Building is tall. The data taken from the mapping will then be used to select a site for sample collection. During the mapping, it will use a new compact spectrometer to examine the asteroid from orbital distance. Then, after a site has been selected, it will extend a retractable arm and make a close approach. There is a mechanism at the end of the arm that will collect a sample of regolith, the dust that covers the surface, for return to Earth. It uses cold pressure gas, nitrogen, to blow the dust into collectors within the mechanism, and it will bring back anywhere from 60 grams to 2 kilograms of material. This asteroid was chosen because of its mass. Not too big, so that it would still have dust on the surface, since larger asteroids end up spinning enough to fling surface regolith off, and not too small, so that it's likely to meet specific chemical makeup expectations, since smaller asteroids are less likely to have ice at this distance from the Sun. There are plenty of reasons to fly this mission. First, Bennu is said to be like a time capsule for the early solar system. We can learn a lot about how our planetary system was formed by studying asteroids like Bennu. Second, it's a proving ground for the spectrometer technology. If the readings taken by this piece of hardware match what we find in the lab when we analyze the samples that return, then we'll know that the hardware can be used to accurately determine the composition of other asteroids in situ. That will give us that much more of an advantage to selecting and identifying potential mining targets in the future. Third, it gives us practice for making close approaches to bodies like this. If we're going to mine asteroids, we need to practice identifying, locating, prospecting, and approaching them. This is all part of a bigger plan aside from the scientific research on the early solar system. If this all goes well, it could be the first step towards building a fleet of asteroid mining robots to collect raw materials like iron, silicon, platinum, and even ice to bring back to be used in on-orbit manufacturing and fuel synthesizing. Here's to a successful launch and a successful mission. There's a good deal more that's been happening, but these were the two big items. For more on space and space-related matters, follow NASA, SpaceX, OSIRIS-REx, and other related agencies on Twitter, Facebook, and other social media. Until next time, this is Smokescale Aquatus saying, keep looking up, space fans. Hello, everyone. My name is Kira Likitsune, and I want to poo. <laughs> You're listening to for what it's
<laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> we have to explain this joke. Um, so Rue is dropping his... What are you dropping over there? I'm dropping apple. Oh, okay. Uh, now, Kara uh, was in the Telegram chat and was saying that she wanted to she wanted to take a poo or wanted a poo or anyways it was supposed to be pool and autocorrect got her <laughs> so we pinned that to the top of the chat for a while these are the great things you're missing out on in our in our ident chat in our telegram chat yeah please come and join us yes we'll tell you more about it later in the episode because you haven't heard about it yet awesome so let's go back swing back into this topic so where do names come from? Up. Oh, where do names come up? <laughs> and everyone at home thought that we were delivering a slick opening. Forget it. Haha, <laughs> we almost did it. Almost did it. Almost. We'll get there one day. That's what you told your boyfriend. So. <gasps> <laughs> You're a dick. No, that was the point. You know what? I think, I think that you... I think you like being anal. So where do names come up? Where does name... You know where names come up? And I'm kind of stealing from myself, but like... Do you ever sit there and go, you know, I don't know most of my friends' legal names. Have you ever had that moment? Yeah, I have. I have had that moment where, like... Yeah, I've been in a situation where it's like, you know what? I really don't know this person's real legal name. They could be a murderer. <laughs> or a rapist. Rapist. A rapist is what a we rapist. call them. Rapist. Oh. They're into rapping. <laughs> Tugs. <laughs> I don't know. What's your thoughts, Tugs? Um, names come up all the time in subtle ways. But like when we actually just sit around and go... Tell me about your name. Like, that's only like an intro thing for me. Um, but I do have that moment where I sit back and go, you know, have you ever go through your phone book? You can quite clearly tell that I am a furry. Because <laughs> I put people's people's bad names, you know? And it's usually like Shadow Wolf or something. So it's like cool first name species. Like, that's what everyone does. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. I mean, at one point in time, my, well, sorry, my Facebook name was actually Rue Fox at one point in time. But that was because um, Facebook was going through, and, and this brings up a great point. Facebook requires you to have your legal name. That's in their terms. You know why? Because they want, they want to sell your soul. Yep. They want to sell you for, for marketing. You are not. You are a product of Facebook, Facebook people. I don't have a Facebook. Exactly. And if you have your fake name on there, they can't sell you. So that's why they require you to have your real first name. But they've they've gone through um like legal for, first name. Gah, oh, legal me. legal first name. Well, um so they've gone through a whole bunch of um like right now they're they're going through um there was some uh, what what are they called? Oh my gosh, I feel really racist right now. Um not racist. Wow. I'm going to like, I'm spiraling out of control. I think that's an edit out. Nope. But we will have Kane's email next. Did you read last uh, or did I? I think I, it's my turn. Yeah, yeah I think Okay, it is. so here we go. Kane says, hello for what it's worth. 
This is Kane McKeaton, Orion Asato, if you want to go by my legal name. Legal names versus furry names, I know can be quite a sensitive topic to some furs. There are some furs I know who dislike their legal names and identify completely by their self-made furry identity. I myself have no issues with my real name. Legal name. I don't mind when other furs I know address me by Kane or Ryan, and I will readily answer to both. I personally don't really understand what might make someone dislike their legal name so much to want to detach from it, though I suspect it might be a self-image or esteem issue. Again, this is not something I've had a problem with myself, so I can't really speak for any of them. Anyway, I can't wait to hear everyone else's perspective on this topic and more awesome episodes from you guys. Kane. That is an interesting perspective, and I take I take respectful issue with it in the sense of you you can't look at it through your own lenses. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to you have to and he, I think he did a little bit. Uh, you have to think about what could make a person want to do that rather than that's just odd. Because then you're putting yourself in front of the picture. Trying to look through yourself. That doesn't work. What's your thoughts? Oh, I kind of agree with that, yeah. I mean, it it could very well be what he said, but there could be other reasons to it. Just, you know, wanting to be a different person outside of their normal professional life. Well, see, here's the thing, right? Furry for us is an idealistic adaptation of our inner selves to to a point, right? You guys with me on that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you come up with a name to embody that ideal version of yourself. And then someone comes along with a Donkey Kong hammer that has your legal name on it and smashes that. It It's not great feeling. Yeah. I mean, that makes us sound a little mad, but, you know, at the same time. It's kind of like, dude, you just broke my fantasy. Yeah, like, but let's like, like, let me let me play over here, and you just basically kicked me in the balls. <laughs> well, and it's especially bad at a con because everyone's getting together to play pretend animals, and then do 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 shows up, and it's like forget that. Well, and this brings up to a really um, interesting point. I mean, there's um, an individual that I know of that he is he like. He says that some of the Chicago first. So if you're Chicago, you're in Chicago, please email me and let me know whether or not this is true or he's just speaking out of his butt. But he basically says that in Chicago, um, the furs out there, um, they call themselves all all of them call themselves by their legal name when they meet up in person. And the reason for that is because they feel like that it's actually disrespectful to call somebody by their furry name. How? How is that disrespectful? Like, if that's the name you've chosen for yourself, that's disrespectful? Well, to them, it's that is your persona when you're online, and when you're in person, you are your real person. You, you call yourself by your real name. But my real name is my furry name. Like, do you know what your- I'm saying? Like, no, like, my persona is who I really feel like I am. That's my real name now, so... Well, they get offended if you call them by their furry name. I think that's a little anti-accepting. Isn't that kind of besides the point? I mean, that's the whole point of it, right? Yeah. So please correct me if I'm wrong. I would love to be wrong when it comes to this, but this is what this person from Chicago is saying that we must call him by his furry name now at all times to make the point. Ah, please. Please <laughs> call him by his, his furry name. He hates it when people call him by his furry name. And I'm okay with this this time. 
If you're going to troll, you'll get trolled back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's why that didn't work. Anyway, any whore. Any whore, yes. What's what's up next? Icarus wants to read Addy's email. I sure do. All right. Hey, guys. My name is Addison, or Addy, as most furries call me. I'm a fennec fox bat hybrid, and my name is a very important is very important to me in particular. Not only do I prefer that people in the fandom refer to me by that name, I would like one day for people in general to call me that. Not only is it my character's name, I want it to one day be my legal name because I'm transgender, non-binary, which means I'm in between male and female. So it's an important part of my identity. I'd actually be really creeped out if anyone in the fandom used my legal name instead of my real name because I have never disclosed that information. If they did know my legal name and used it, is correct them I'd correct them, and if they refuse to use my preferred name, I would likely just not talk to that person anymore. I'm thinking of changing my furry name when I change my fursona design because I like to be kind of anonymous online. Plus Addy is really mundane sounding compared to something like Tugs, and especially names like Smokescale Aquotus. Aquatus. Or Aquatus. <laughs> Sorry, Spooky, we love you anyway. Oh. <laughs> he typoed your name. Okay. That's okay, that's why. Anyways, this email is getting kind of long, so I'm going to end it here. Thank you guys for making my months a little more furry. Addy. Sounds like he needs to change the month's calendar out. It's growing mold. (laughs) So what are your thoughts, Icarus? Um, uh, I don't know. (laughs) Honestly. Um, I can kind of see, like, the changing the name with the fursona, because, you know, I've done that a lot. You have. Um, and, you know, that's actually the reason why I changed names so many times is because I kind of changed the design. I mean, I never really had a ref sheet for most of these, so. So I, I don't want, um, I wanted to bring out the, the whole fact that sometimes it's hard for people to, to um, you know, get used to your new name. Like, you've changed your name so often um, that sometimes it's a little bit difficult to, you know, for people that are around you, your friends, that's like, okay, so what do I call him today? <laughs> yeah, I've kind of thought of that too. And honestly, that's why I'm so casual about it. It's, you know, my friends are going to call me what they're used to, and that's fine. So, so um, as far as with Audie, you know, one Audie, right? Addie. Addie. Mm-hmm. I am so sorry. Addie. Um, just <laughs> Addie be, the Oddish. Just be aware. I mean, I know that you like to be um, an Addie. Anim- I mean, you like to be invisible. There you go. I'll use that word. Uh, you like to be invisible online and you don't like to be found, but just know that, um, you know, when you do change the name, I mean, you'll get exactly what you're, what you're trying to do. And, um, you may lose a couple people along the way. Yeah, I can attest to that. Really? You've lost friends over this? No, just the invisibility. Like I've, I've sat, I've actually at uh, physical meetups, I've sat in a coffee shop and discussed like religion and morals with someone. And then the next week they have no idea who I am. It's very interesting. (laughs) Oh, I see. I see. Wow. It's like I'm an unintentional ninja or something. Unintentional ninja. Right. So you probably, you probably get exactly where he's coming from as far as being, being invisible. Any advice that you would give to him or her sorry um, i don't know what gender it is I mean, oh wait it's i am so sorry you said in your yeah, you said in your email that you're binary binary i'm so non-binary. sorry non-binary
I failed. <laughs> I'm nodding over here, giving you my smug nod. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was listening. I corrected myself. <laughs> he did other things to himself. Oh. Uh, so there. So this brings back to the question: When do legal names become important to know? Now, this is the thing, and 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 it has a pretext. Do furries? Do you care that people find out what your legal name is? If they don't know and they ask you, do you kind of bristle a little bit? You know, I feel terrible, but I used to. I used to really care about that. Okay. And um, it used to be something that was extremely important to me. And I kind of feel bad about it because has my does that mean that my name has lost, like, Rue as far as that name? Has that la- lost meaning? You know, or do you have enough me? security in yourself now that the the weapon is not quite as sharp as it once was? Maybe. And I could see why some people um, change out that weapon, change out that name, change the persona. Huh. I, you know, when I think legal names become important, and this is this is the ugly truth about it, right? Like, you have to put your legal name down when you go to a con. And when you're going to do an event where... Stuff is going to happen that an ambulance could possibly come see you. You need a legal name. You just got to. You just got to. That doesn't give you the right to tell everyone, though. That's like, I consider that personal information. Right? Like, like if someone had to give you my blood type is F and you started telling everybody, that'd be offensive. And, and not something you want to do. Offensive. I don't know if it's the right word, but we'll go with that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. When else are legal names important? Um... You know, I think that legal names are definitely important in different settings. Like if you're going to go to a family thing, my personal feelings are is that, okay, it's a family thing. Probably use your legal name, whatever the legal name may be. So, um, you know, and if you attend a funeral, that probably would also be a good part to to use your... No way. I would totally disagree with that. You think? Totally. You want people to remember you for who you were, who you are. Oh, well, I'm not saying your own funeral. So all these people who've known me for 20 plus whatever years, my name is no longer Shadow Wolf. My name is now Pubert. You know, like, (laughs) who's gonna... That's a terrible policy. I disagree with you. I am... Okay, it's you have that right. That's why this is called for what it's worth and not for what it is. For what it is. For what it's not with a K. For what it's not. Oh, oh my gosh. You need to steal that. Somebody's probably listening right now. You need to register oh. <laughs> that domain for what it's not. It's the, the underground. All right, so let's flip this on the other side. After when, Dark Podcast. When are legal names offensive? Well, I think that we've kind of hit on that already. What do you think, Mr. Icarus? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it'd be really up to the person. I mean, for me, they're never offensive. It's just my name. Whereas so for other people. if I called you Icarus at work, would that be offensive to you? And see, that's the other way around. Um, then I'd be, I'd probably be a little annoyed just because we're at work and it's a more professional setting. So that's probably one yeah. of the settings that... That would, yeah, that would probably be the only instance, really, where I'd be like, you should probably use my real name. But because the other people in the room are confused yeah, about, exactly. like... They'd have no idea. Yeah, exactly. Like, if I went up to some of the people and was like, oh, do you know where Icarus is? They'd be like, uh... Who is that? Uh, who's, who's that, you know? 
So I think it just depends on the environment that you're in. I think the flip side of that is I think it's offensive when you force it on someone if they don't want it. Like, you know, either if they, if, if you insist on calling them by their preferred name or their real name when they want to be legal or the other way around, that's when it's offensive. I think that if you're going over to somebody's house that um, maybe they still live with their parents, I think that that would be a good conversation for you to have before you go in to their house because maybe they don't want their family know that they're known as Fluffy McFluffikins or something like that. You know? <laughs> that. Excuse me, Shadow Wolf. Can you bring me a lemonade while you're in the kitchen with your mom? Who the fuck is Shadow Wolf? <laughs> I can see that going over well. I don't even know if I'm picking on someone on accident. I'm just picking a generic name. Yeah. I'm sure that somebody's yeah. called Shadow yeah, Wolf. There's probably one. And Shadow Fox. Shadow Shadow. Shadow Fact. Shadow Goat. <laughs> shadow Goat. <laughs> okay, the next email shadow okay. is from Rive. Rive says, hello, dear Roo. You're dear Roo. I'm dear Roo. Yeah. Hello, dear Roo. Tugs, Koru, Firebreath, and the guests, parentheses S, and the rest of the crew. This is Rive the Rat, a.k.a. Epic Rive, from Moscow, Russia. Oh, I'm not doing my right accent. I wanted to write to my favorite with you podcast for a long time, especially when you're doing shows on getting into the fandom and pokefers. But I didn't since you released those faster than usual, and I was too slow. So to compensate for that, here's a three-in-one email. So we're going to be slightly off topic and then come back. I got into the fandom thanks to Sonic the Hedgehog, but not in the way you'd expect. One day in winter 2010, I attended a Sonic fan meetup in a Siberian city. Three or four people showed up. We were almost ready to set off, but when someone came and said, Hey, are you guys Sonic fans? We have a furry meetup nearby. Want to join? We thought, sure, why not? Join them. And that was apparently they were apparently standing right there next to us. We had tons of fun with them and decided to be part of the meetup from there on. I got to meet tons of furries IRL and got a lot first to learn a lot firsthand about the fandom. Later on, I joined in and even started developing my fursona, a gray common rat, a ratata. I fell out of the fandom for a while around 2012, doing to have too many things to deal with, including finishing school and moving to a different city. But now that after Zootopia furries are a mainstream thing again, I have more time. I'm back at it and trying to make up, getting to know Fuzzbutts a bit more, you name it. That brings me to the main topic, names. At first, I thought I was confident about talking about it, but then I remembered I never really researched the origins of my name and just rolled with it without thinking. This led me to do some looking and learning about my legal name. I don't know how to say that. Ilya, I think. Leah? Ilya. I don't know. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't know much about Russian names. My online name, though, has pretty random origins. It's my initials plus an E, to make it sound better, only learning that Rive is a real word. Epic was put there in case Rive was unavailable or too short to register. Fun fact, I can't use the name Epic Rive on Epic's game's website. I'm personally happy with being called both my legal name and online alias, although sometimes I feel Rive sounds like a Jewish surname to Russians. But I heard from many people they don't feel like their legal names, that they don't like their legal names, and prefer to be referred to by their handles or nicknames. When writing this, I used real name and legal name as interchangeable items, but that got me thinking, what is a real name? Is it what you call yourself, what others call you, or what is there in your ID? This is in part provoked by a rant from game critic Jim Sterling. He often said that he didn't like his real name, James Stanton, very much, and that the name he uses outside of documents is the one he's most comfortable with. 
Similar things apply to any people in the fandom. Most furries I know usually use their online handles, IRL, among other furs, or even all the time because they're used to it and because this name suits them better than their legal one. Even some people I know outside the fandom like to be referred to by their aliases. Name can be anything you want it to be. It's a reflection of yourself or even a protest, like in a case with Malcolm X. Names can change when people change. Probably that's why I feel your real name is the one you accept or give yourself, be it Jane, Rue, or Furry McFurface. Your name is part of what you are in other people's minds, so call yourself something that you want to be called. And be open-minded in return and respect others' names. Well, this email did not turn out to be any whore short. I hope you don't mind the essay link. Thanks for your work on the podcast. Wish you tons of luck and good health, especially to Rue and his tumor. Ela, I can't say Leah. Sorry. R, a.k.a. Rive. Sent for mail for Windows 10. P.S. Pokefers are dope. Pokefers are dope. Yep. And thank you for um, wishing my tumor good luck. (laughs) 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 Uh, Uh, I think you hit it on the head. I don't really have anything to add to the email. Pass. Well, you know, I... (laughs) I have something to add, you know, um, I know I've shared the story multiple times on the show, but, uh, the reason why I came up with my name, Rue Chi Lexico was actually, um, Maddie's boyfriend, um, was, we were part of this, um, campaign. We were doing Jade Claw and I love the name Rue. And so I wanted to go with something that kind of fit the time period and plus, I was into Japanese stuff and, you know, studying some things about Japan. And so I added the, it's really stupid, but I added the chi at the end. Um, so that's how it's ru, chi. And then um, the lexico came from Second Life because you had to choose a last name. And so I've always loved, like, having an X in my name somewhere. So... I know that sounds really name, but uh, lame name. Wow, um, but I kind of like Lex Luthor and kind of you know some of his Ruchi stuff. Ruchi C. Lex Luthor. Yeah, so hmm. I'm kind of. So you want to be a bald man? No, I don't want to be a bald man. But come on, join you us. Practically are. I mean, so anyway. I'm not bald. Join so um, yeah, that's why my name's Ruchi Lexico. So there you go. Woohoo! All right. Well, now that the train is off the tracks, let's continue with Mishki's. Ouch! <laughs> I was on topic. I know. I went off the tracks because I'm watching our Telegram group. Telegram. Yes. <laughs> All right, Mishki. Sorry, it's late. Use it if you want. I understand if it's too late. Hi, peeps. You folks probably know me as Mishki, the Chinchilla Cat Hybrid. But what name I use is quite complicated, as I have three personas that are more or less equal in how I relate to them. Miski is rep- uh, Miski represents creative and caring side. Hide the tiger represents my hedonistic side, and Porphyra, the queen shapeshifter, represents my scientific curiosity, exploration, and also gender ambiguity. On Telegram, I have all of these as my name written: Hide Miski Porphyra, Porphyra, which is also coincidentally the na- same as my initials of my legal name. So on there, I tend to be called Hide. I started out with just Miski, but I was uncomfortable appearing to be speaking in her voice about sex as she is intended as an innocent childlike character who wouldn't want to talk about such things. Miss Hyde's first name is actually a secret I've never told anyone. 
and she has also existed a long time as a role-playing character under the name Sylvia, which I changed as her more sexual side came out, and I became uncomfortable with her sharing her name with an elderly friend of mine. Porphyra only exists in Furcadia and in my own head. I have another name online which has existed longer than my involvement in the fandom. Anaconda is still my name in games, forums, and even on FA. It's also a name people know me by in person, so often gets shortened to Hana. I rather like this because it means flower in Japanese, so I also use the character for this to, ref to refer to myself outside of the fandom. For me, the names people use to refer to me are important, but it's difficult to establish the context of using my different online names without going into lengthy explanations or having separate accounts for each. Sometimes I wonder if I look like I have split personality disorder because of this. I call it multiple fursona disorder. I look forward to the episode, Hide Miski Porfira. P.S. Since it's appropriate to the subject, here are the sources and pronunciations of my names. So Miss Hyde is based on Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Pretty self-explanatory. Uh, Miski, or Miski, ancient Incan for honey. As Spellcheck corrects this, some people know me as Miami, too. Porfira, or Porfira. Or, oh yeah, Porfira. Okay, cool. A genus of red algae, including nori, a fluid character, may as well have a fluid name. Also answers to any gender pronoun, but I tend to use she out of laziness, much like I do with myself. <laughs> At the end of this email, I'd just like to tell you all that despite the great points I made, I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know... Uh. One of the, one of the points that brought up in my mind was the um, the whole fact of the um, you know how the world kind of sees furries is they do see us as oh those are just people that have um, split person not split personalities um, they just um, have escapism that's what they use like most of the the shows that talk about furries I always hear that word every single time is it escapism. Um, are we escapists? Is that what we're doing? Is trying to escape what reality is or Damn what it. the world? We don't have Nuka. <laughs> Shit. Well, we should just call Nuka right now. <laughs> you could. No, we're not set up for it. Nu Nuka's probably on the, the toilet or something. Hey, Nuka, we have this question. <laughs> oh, I got to tell you something about a toilet later on break. Um... <laughs> now all the fans want to know. I mean, listeners want to know. The fans, you have fans. Uh, Sorry, Misty, we're have... not really trying to pee all over your email. Sorry. Yeah, they're horrible. Yeah, he we're... he had a really good email, and you just... I thought it was really great. You talked about poop. I think... I did not. I think that the fact that you have put so much thought into your characters' names is actually uh, really cool. Most people, I don't think, get that deep. They get deep, but that's like deep, deep. So, I like that. Any thoughts? I had one, but I lost it. Oh, I'm sorry that I stole it from you. No, it's fine. We are on to the last email on the topic. Let's see. Yeah, we got time. Okay. All right. It says, hey, guys, it's Kira the Kitsune. I did the ident. I hope you liked it. No, I she did didn't like actually. It. She didn't actually say that part. I had been thinking for a long time about names, but I have never really been creative. She... It comes to the physical world, I am known by my legal name. Online, I'm mostly Kira, JBC Blank, or Cherry. 
I have a cherry keyboard. I'm of the mind, call me whatever you like, as long as you call me whatever. I think any name is great. Be called whatever makes you comfortable. Till the next time, Kira. So as we come to a close on the topic, I think that that's actually the best thing to get is call people by what they want to be called by. Like, you're not, what are you accomplishing by forcing a name on someone that they don't want or like? Just because you don't, most, okay, here's the thing. I don't know anyone who was born that got a choice in their name. Yeah. I, do you? Like, no. it's not like my parents, like, shoved a survey monkey in there and was like, what name do you want? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> it didn't happen. It's <laughs> just shoved a sure, uh, survey monkey up the... Up the, up the old wazoo. Up the wazoo. The wazoo. The whoopee. The whoopee hole. Yeah, the whoopee hole. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the words we're going to be using? <laughs> Finish the episode with that. <laughs> Finish the topic, whatever. So what are your final thoughts about names? Um. Yeah, I don't know. Just names. <laughs> yeah, but. They, I mean, for me, it's pretty casual. For a lot of people, they do mean, you know, they mean a lot. It's it's who they are. It's what they're labeled. Um, a name is a label after all. So that's really all it is. Um, it can be more or less what you want it to be. It can be deep. It can be shallow be whatever you want yeah and that's the point of a name and i think that as far as other people um i mean what what is your thoughts on that like should we respect other people and what they would like to be called absolutely i think respect is a big thing and i mean everyone should respect everyone i mean that's never going to happen but it sure would be nice but i knew you as fluffy mcfluffikins a month ago i know i know it's you know like you can make the transition i i struggled with it i had a friend he had a name, but now he goes by Oni. And, like, it was just so hard. But he he said, this is important to me. I'm his friend, so I did it. You know? That's the thing. I'm sure it was difficult, right. like you said. I still screw up. I still dead name him. But I don't mean to, you know? And he gets it. But yeah. I, I have, I've had to stop and make a real strong effort in my head to, to change the label on all those thoughts about that person so that I identify them correctly. I think there's two sides to that, you know, the respect from the one person, but also the understanding from the other. So. All right. I think that's it. All right. Well, since Rue has no final thoughts, we'll go to break and come back with the mailbag. Hello, and welcome to Get Psyched with Dr. Nuka. When I say conformity, what thoughts and images come to your mind? Maybe you think about 1984 or the Borg from Star Trek. Entire societies built on a population that mindlessly obeys. Or maybe you think about sheep or having some sort of herd mentality, where people lack individuality or any sense of direction and purpose of their own. They just sort of go along with what the group wants. In fact, the word conformity almost begs to be sneered at. You certainly wouldn't like to be called a conformist, would you? Especially when we're told how important it is to be yourself or stand out from the crowd. But just what is conformity? And what does it have that gives it this negative connotation? Well, let's start with the psychological definition of conformity. Conformity is any time you change your behavior to be in line with what others are doing. We can compare conformity to two related phenomena, compliance and obedience. Compliance is when you conform to the behavior of others, even though you yourself disagree or disapprove of that behavior. 
So if you stand for the national anthem, even though you privately disagree with the idea of standing for the national anthem, you're complying. Conformity and compliance are also somewhat different from obedience. With obedience, you behave a certain way because someone with authority has pressured you to do so. So if you wear a uniform at work, chances are you're not doing it because you want to fit in with your coworkers or because you like the uniform. You're probably doing it because you have a boss and there'll be consequences if you don't wear the uniform. This is obedience, and like compliance, it's not quite the same thing as conformity. Now conformity gets a bad rep. Oftentimes it's because people confuse conformity with compliance or with obedience. When they see someone going along with a group, you might assume that they're complying. You say, oh, they're just going along with it even though they don't want to. They must be weak or they don't think for themselves. Or we might think that they're obeying someone. Why are they going along with what that person says? That person's not legitimate as an authority. They're stupid, they're evil, they're immoral. When we think about conformity this way, we're overlooking the fact that conformity can actually be incredibly important. So much so that it's actually the foundation of so much of our culture. It's helpful to ask why people conform. Why do we follow others and do as they do? Psychologists recognize two different reasons which they call informational influence and normative influence. And both of these reasons can be nicely illustrated in the context of the furry fandom. Let's look at that first reason, informational influence. Put simply, this means that people sometimes conform because they're trusting the group's knowledge over their own knowledge. A super simple example of this is walking down the street and seeing a group of people looking up at the sky with shock and awe. If you saw this, what would be your first instinct? Chances are you'd probably look up to see what's going on, right? When you see their behavior, you may not know why they're doing it, but you can accept that there's probably some good reason for it. And furries do this all the time, especially when they're new to the fandom. When furries go to their first meetup or their first convention, chances are they have no idea what furries do or what sort of behavior is expected of them as a furry. So what do they do? Well, they look around at what everyone else is doing and just try to do that. In this case, the furry is conforming because they recognize that the group has information that they do not. In this case, the group has information about the norms for acceptable behavior at a furry gathering. If this furry didn't conform to what other furries were doing, they'd run the risk of offending someone, of doing something inappropriate, or getting themselves or the group in trouble. And in fact, it's actually not that hard to think of examples where first-time furries didn't follow the group's lead, and as a result, they ended up getting themselves or the whole group kicked out of a location or banned or some other kind of trouble. So that's informational influence, and it explains why it's sometimes good to conform to the group's behavior. But there's another reason people can conform that's also good, and it's called normative influence. But simply, normative influence is when people conform because they want to fit in and be accepted by a group. In this case, you don't go along with the group because you think they know something that you don't. Instead, you're going along with them because you want them to see you as one of their own. For example, lots of new college students on their first few weeks of school wear hoodies and t-shirts and hats with their school's logo or mascot on them. In part, they're doing this because they want to fit in at the school, and they do this by trying to do what the rest of the group is doing. Furries do this too. A furry who's new to the fandom may try to conform to what they think is popular or likable to furries so that other furries will accept them. So they might rush out and buy a collar or a tail or 
pick a fursona species that's fairly common. They do this to fit in. And by doing so, they're showing the group that they accept the group's norms and values and that they belong to the group. So what's the take-home message? Is conformity a good thing, a bad thing? Well, it's a mix of both. There are certainly times when it's undesirable to conform. If a group is doing something immoral or harmful or does something that goes against your deeply held beliefs and values, it's probably not a good idea to be doing what everyone else is doing. In these cases, those who conform with the group are usually frowned upon. We shouldn't roll our eyes or sneer at someone who does conform to a group. There are plenty of good reasons to do so. As a species, we've survived as long as we have by relying on the group's collective wisdom. If you're new and you don't know something, it's probably not a bad idea to follow what the guy next to you is doing. And there's no shame in wanting to fit in and be accepted as part of a group. We're social creatures, we evolved to seek acceptance from groups, if only because as a group we're stronger than when we're alone. Refusing to be part of any group is a surefire way to make sure that you have no one to help you when times get tough. So it makes perfect sense for a furry to change their behavior to conform to what other furries are doing. If nothing else, the next time you catch yourself judging someone for being a conformist, ask yourself why they're doing it and whether you might do the same thing if you were in their position. This has been a quick look at the psychology of conformity. I'm Dr. Nuka, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time on Get Psyched. What it's worth. Brought to you by For What It's Worth brand sporting goods. When you're looking for balls to play with, think For What It's Worth. It's fall, and that means sports. Sports of all sorts. And you're going to need all sorts of equipment if you're going to participate. We've got balls. Lots and lots of balls. And pads. Plenty of pads. And sticks for whacking those balls and pads. Yes, Lots of balls, pads, and sticks of all kinds. Yeah, that's pretty much all there is to this joke. For what it's worth, brand sporting goods. Balls! And now for today's secret message. 16, 12, 1, 25, 23, 9, 20, 8, 15, 21, 18, 2, 1, 12, 12, 19. Good luck. All right, we've pulled the zipper down. It's time for the mailbag. <laughs> we broke the guest. We broke the guest. The guest is just just here. He's like, I'm done. I want to go home. <laughs> All right. We'll start up with November's email. You're up. Hey, yep. Thank you, all three of you. For about a year and a half now, I've been following your show, and being honest, it's helped me a lot. 
I suppose I should start with an introduction. My name is November. I'm a formerly goofy dingo turned learner, and I wanted to reach out to you and ask you for some advice. Below is an explanation behind my question and request for advice. Please understand, I do not seek to misunderstand the meaning of your show, but I sincerely just wanted to reach out to someone and ask for advice on an issue that's been plaguing me for years now. Ready? All right, ready. Yeah, ready the violin. Okay. All right. <laughs> you see, about six years ago, my life got turned upside down. My parents found out the hard way. I was gay and furry. They gave me an ultimatum I couldn't refuse. After being forced to leave my mate, I became a recluse, staying indoors and cut off most contact with the world until after high school. And like any headstrong, invincible 17-year-old, I ill-advisedly left home with the clothes on my back and traveled for a year, saw the entire western side of the USA and what it has to offer, then I came home to Texas and found something terrifying. I can't go to college without money. This startling revelation led me to UPS, which I've been working at career here two, year, two years now, but I plan to take courses shortly for business and logistics to further my career. Though, one thing still remains from the scarring I did over the years. Yes, the suicide attempts have stopped and I've marginally changed my attitude around others, but one thing still remains. I'm a recluse. I'm unhappy with the way things are. I thought the winter of discontent was supposed to set in later in life, not at the young age of 21. So here I am, quiet, unhappy, no physical friends, just nerdy gamer ones in Canada and abroad. Anytime I try to talk to others, I freeze up, I choke on my words, and seem odd. I'm shy and feel more like the life of a mannequin would suit me better. I don't date and frankly fear going out and being near others just out of being judged. The fear I feel is irrational at best, but I can't shake it. My question to you is this. What advice would you give or could you give me to get back into both the fandom and find others when my own irrational fears have kept me from being able to do so? Sincerely, November the Dingo. Looking back as I write this, this seems like a terrible idea to send this, but hey, gotta get over irrational fears eventually, but this could still be a terrible decision. But hey, I've made worse decisions. Being that you are the reader, you have first privilege of response. Oh man, that's a pretty heavy one. Um, I kind of, I can actually relate pretty heavily here. Um, in high school, I was actually abusing drugs and alcohol quite heavily, and I was in a band at the time. Um, oddly enough, I was in love with a girl, and she was actually, my uh, one of my best friends was also in love with her, so I never said anything. Um, so I just kind of sat there and dealt with it. Uh, I was really depressed, um, suicidal. I never attempted, but I just kind of held it all in. Um, really, what got me through that really was just things that I was interested in. I kept writing, um, focusing on my music, that kind of stuff. And then eventually the people I'd surrounded myself with through those activities kind of helped pull me up out of that. Are you, are you getting wet eyes over there? Hmm? Are you getting wet eyes over there? These are the ones that, that matter to me the most because they're, they're life-changing ones. And it's, it's all about finding yourself and um, finding your place in the world. And that's what we, we're all struggling to do, that we're all trying to do. And so, you know, I feel that knowing that, guess what? Your life, the things that you've been going through, 
a lot of people go through those things. They go through loneliness. They go through, you know, fearing, um, fearing things that are around them, fearing that they're not going to be accepted. You know, I think that every single one of us have some form of, of anxiety of some sort. And, um, and we're just trying to find our place in this, this, this world that can sometimes be full of hate and full of disgusting, disgusting things. And, um, you know, it's just, how do you go about finding that support? How do you go about, um, putting yourself out there? And, and that's just, you have to take a chance, you know, you, you just have to. And if you sit at home and and don't go out there and take a chance or try to reach out to somebody or show to somebody that you care, then guess what? You're going to continue to be in the same exact place that you currently are. So um, my advice to you would be to take a chance, even though you're taking a chance of getting What's your thoughts? I have a lot of thoughts on this email. Um, so the condensed version goes something like this. There, There's a lot going on here, and I'm going to be armchair psychologist, but, you know, I'm not certified, so there's the lawyer-proof stuff. Um, the fact that your parents told gave you this ultimatum and forced you to stop engaging in an emotional relationship with someone is not okay that they did that and that has you, the truth is it's caused some psychological damage whenever we disappoint our parents and i've talked about this on the show before it's very powerful to our psyche and it, you know acknowledging that is okay and that way you can start to learn to deal with it um in with this being so powerful and basically being effectively told you will be this way or, you know, get out of my life. That's a big deal and something that you probably really should, if they're offering it to you in your benefits package, talk to someone about, talk to a therapist about. You really should not have to suffer because someone else transferred their own issues to you because of whatever they've got going on. Um, the other half of that, it ties kind of to what I just said, which is, Accepting that you have feelings is not the same as approving of those feelings. Feelings are going to happen no matter what we do. So by saying, you know, I don't like the way that this feels, and you know, I feel this way and I don't like it, is okay. You know, it, a lot of people are scared to admit that they feel a certain way, but you have to embrace your feelings in order to process them and move past them. And you don't, you don't like feeling isolated. I understand. You should. Say, I feel isolated. I don't like it. And then you can, once you have told, confronted the emotion directly, you can begin to move past it. So how do you get more involved with the fandom? Well, we have a Telegram chat. <laughs> you can always say hi there. Um, and I mean, they're full of great people. They're, they're full of great people. Um, now here, and I mean, you should go out and engage with local groups if you can find any. Um, and maybe you're not ready for a group. Maybe you just need one person. Maybe you just need to find a good close friend you can trust. So that way you can experience a positive outcome with something that has been the source of angst in your life and not by your own choice. The one thing I would caution you against is do not make your friends 
Do not make other people your therapist. We want to care for you, and there's a certain amount of give we'll all give you as friends. Um, I give to all my friends, or he gives to his friends, like Chris gives to his. Um, but there's a point where it's a burden, and it's hard as a friend to say, I can't help you, you need to do some of this on your own. So do what you can to empower yourself, be it a therapist or something else, uh, preferably not drugs or alcohol, to, to make some progress. But no matter what, you're standing still right now, so start moving and keep moving. Sorry, that was my long-winded... No, no it's I think that that's a good ending point and putting a period at it. All right, speaking of periods, Rue, would you mind reading Finney's email? <sighs> Do you need the... You no, know, I don't have Penny. Uh, I mean... Here, we'll hand you the guest copy. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so Finney, he said, Hello, everyone. My name is Finney, the fox, and I love your podcast. What you guys really do... I mean, what you guys do really makes me happy. I love listening to you guys and just hear Rue's love for cookie, cookies or just everyone having fun. I'm just so happy I found you guys. And I'm, I really love the whole aspect of your, your podcast has. I just wanted to show you my support and give you my thanks for helping me see and know more about the fandom. From your friend, Finny the Fox. That's a nice short little email. Well, we we appreciate you listening to us and listening to our banter and I don't know, why do people listen? <laughs> I have yet to figure it out, but we've been doing this for six years. Oh, by the way, the show had its fifth anniversary. I tweeted about it. I know. Happy birthday. Five years. I know. Happy birthday to us. Cookies to everybody. What? No. No. You put something good. Like, I don't know. Something happy. I demand something happy. I like BB. No. That's not happy. <laughs> I don't know. You could ask a lot of people. They'd say that makes them happy. Okay. Next email. Next email from Vlad. He says, pass that back, Rue. <laughs> he says... Hey, Foa, Vlad again. Just a quick topic suggestion for a future episode. I know your show is technically for adult audiences, but we all know you have plenty of minors who are listeners. No, we don't. Correct me if I'm wrong, but looking through the archives, I couldn't find an episode about teens and minors in the fandom. A lot of us find the fandom before the legal age of majority, so an episode talking about the people in that situation would be helpful to a lot of people. There's certainly a lot to talk about, and I know you've covered it in some of your episodes as it's frequently mentioned in some of the emails you received. If you could find a guest who is a minor with permission to join you on the show, or who joined the fandom as a minor but as an adult, I think you'd really be able to give some good insight and help out a lot of the newly minted or curious furry teens. Just an idea, and I hope you think it's a good one. I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. Sorry for talking so much all the time. I'll try to pipe down, but I thought this was important to send. Thanks for reading, Vlad. Number one, number one, Vlad, don't apologize for writing an email. Ever. No one who writes the show should apologize for that. Number two, the reason we haven't done that episode, because we've talked about it, it's been a while, um, is the legal ramifications of giving advice to underage persons is much higher than us just spewing things onto the internet for adults. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I was just going to say the fandom is for 18-year-olds. I'm not... Sorry, everybody else. <laughs> just yeah, kidding. You, you're, you're pseudo-furries. <laughs> You're, like, you're, you're furries in training. <laughs> this is going places that we shouldn't. Uh, is, that's for what it's worth after dark. Yep. Or for what it's not. 
for what it's not. K-N-O-T. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. We'll have to see. Maybe if it's somebody that's like, that they just recently turned 18. You know what we could do is we could change our voices so we sound really young. Wait, that's already me. <laughs> oh, right. Just put on a hat and then you'll be a teenage lesbian. That's perfect. Exactly. It's perfect. It works. Oh, my God. Icarus, just read. Just read whatever the hell is next. Yeah, let's get to it. All right. Mav. Hey, guys. It's Mav. Sorry about the new email. I got locked out of my Gmail account, so I apologize if I haven't been able to respond to any emails. Anyways, that's not the reason I'm emailing. I'm emailing because I want to thank you. You guys have been so much help over the past year. You helped me when I was depressed and encouraged me when I was discovering my sexuality. If it weren't for you guys, I never would have been become confident with who I am, and I never would have met my boyfriend Carlos. He's handsome, funny, caring, and all around the greatest guy I could ever ask for, and I never would have found him if it weren't for you. The amazing cast for what it's worth. Thank you, thank you so much. Your fan in bed with a cookie, Maverick. P.S. Please read this on air. I want everyone to know how great you are. Rue took his glasses off. Yes, I did. <laughs> I threw him across the room. No. Um, thank you so much for, for giving us that email. I'm I'm excited that the um, that the show has helped you find um, a relationship within the fandom and um, has has definitely helped you that way. And um, I can definitely feel from where you're coming from because you know I found um, my significant other for um, yes I called him significant other sorry I, at least I didn't call him my second or something like that no but I found my husky at um, at a convention and I really loved that convention I put a lot of time and heart into that to that convention and so I completely understand where you're coming from but um, just hold on to hold on to that individual and um thanks for listening your response Chris I want to call you kid Icarus I've been wanting to do it this whole episode <laughs> go for it I don't mind um yeah I think that's fantastic that the show has helped that much um you know helped you kind of discover who you are uh, learn more about yourself and find that special person that's pretty awesome my response is this That's a great response. Well, I know. That's good. When when will I get a chance to play with the soundboard? You know, it's been how many years? Can you let me? You know. Oh, okay. All right. What's the next email? Next email is from Leslie. She says, "I'm assuming she. Hey guys, just wanted to send some music your way. Been a fan of the show for quite a while. After I discovered it on the night shift at work. That's how you know. If you find for what it's worth on the night shift, the person's bored." Rue's voice is a delight for anyone dealing with the frustration of retail. <laughs> say something like, say hello, shoppers. Hello, shoppers. Hello, shoppers. Please go down aisle two for an amazing sell that we have on cookies. They are so good and delicious. Oh, I ate all of them. There you go. At least it's not aisle 10. All right. I wouldn't honestly consider myself a furry as I don't have a fursona or anything like that, but I do admire the fan base's art projects. After playing the demo for Bane's Blackgate visual novel, which I highly recommend, I got an urge to lay down some tracks for game developers in the fan base. Hopefully I'll get to work with Ban himself one day. So they have a, a cover of 
next to close and they hope that we select it for the show we you know what here's the thing we still do music break um we just haven't done it in seasons because the episodes are so full of content we don't have the extra space but let's let's at least do this let me find this and we'll preview it and we'll give you a live music review how's that Sounds amazing. Sounds good. Good. Since we have a musician here, right? Oh, boy. the review musician man um i really like the way it opens up actually kind of almost it's almost like it sounds lo-fi at first but the sound expands quite a bit after that which is really nice it's a good way to kind of start it up i actually wanted to steal that for a bumper you could you just have to ask him permission yeah i know i totally screwed it up i I misgendered as she sorry Oh. And it even went to music at for what it's worth. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. That's cool. I know. Thank you for using that. Yeah, I thought it was great. I liked it. I liked it. I, I loved the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Like whoever was mm-hmm. singing um have, I'm assuming it's 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 Leslie, but I don't know. Tell us more. Yes, yeah. give us more information about your music. That would be awesome. Okay. Well, that was fun. We don't get that very often. All right, we have one email left, and I think we're going to pass that off to Rue. Pass it off to Rue. Pass it. The passing is occurring now. All right, my mouse is my mouse broke. This is from Lumio, by the way. Oh, my mouse broke, and this is the best I could do with a touchpad. And he sent us a Fox dollar. It's like from when I was before. Before I was on the show, wasn't that my episode I guessed it on? I think so, yes. We <laughs> talked about Fox Dollars. Yeah, wow. Whoa. That was a long time I ago. I suppose we should probably send Lumio a lanyard, because I think that was the offer, wasn't it? I think so. I think that's what it was. But send us Fox Dollars. We love them. You love them. Yes, I want all the Fox Dollars. Okay, so the Fox Dollar will be in the show notes page. But we also got a postcard. <gasps> From Moss. Now, it says Misery on the... I don't know why he would send us a Misery postcard. Oh, Missouri. 
Uh, I'm so full of dad jokes today. He says, hey guys, Moss here. So I know it's super late, but congratulations on 100 episodes. I was wondering if y'all have thought about doing an episode about furries and pop culture. That would be an interesting one, and I believe I sent in a few fortunes, so you should see those soon. Your friend, Moss the Fox. I want to see it. Oh, where is it? Uh, There you Uh, go. uh. Okay. So furries and pop culture, we've you know we we have thought about it. We break it into smaller segments like food, um, just because it allows us to not run the show all the way to the end that fast. Um, plus, we do have people from pop culture like Margaret Cho on, so we 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 mix it up. We mix it up. Is that guy? Ta- oh wait, no, no, never mind. He's looking at the postcard. Sorry. What are your reactions, Rue? My reactions to the postcard? I think it's awesome whenever we get mail like this. That means that people like really put time and effort into it. I mean, they whoa, spent whoa, whoa. at least 40 cents to I'm, get it to I'm us. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, they spent money to get oh. us to it. Look at the stamp. It's like the World's Games Los Angeles. It's so cool. The World's Gays. And I have his handwriting forever. Here you go. Moss has, I think, sent us stuff before. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Thank you, Moss. Thank you very much. And let's zip up the mailbag by doing this. Have you commented on the site yet? It's time to be reminded in housekeeping. Yay! We like hearing you guys on social media. What social media sites do we have? We have Twitter. We have Facebook. And we have Telegram. We do. We have a Telegram group. Telegram? What is Telegram? Tell us about that, Tugs. <laughs> it's what I call Telegram. Um, if you really want to join the insanity that is currently 57 people with one online, you can. <laughs> by <laughs> join. Just hit us up on, on the tweets and we will give you the links. Um, or you can send it on the show and we'll give you... Uh, we'll invite you directly if you send us your Twitter darn handle. It, I was trying to rhyme it. Telegram handle. <laughs> so the one online's Rue then? Yeah. What's that? If what? The one online must be Rue then, huh? You know, if you well, want to, you can, can reach see. me out <laughs> on Telegram land at, at WineRedFox. And I can just add you directly to the chat. So just hit me up at, at WineRedFox on Telegram and I will add you. That's funny. I thought your name was... <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh we are on social media at for what it's worth t- facebook.com slash search for for what it's worth because we don't have something like that uh, we have a google plus page which i occasionally try and put things on um and like we said telegram also comment on the site so it looks like people actually listen to the show and now the moment that i've been waiting for all year Send us your Halloween stories. It's so much fun, and it gets really, really spooky. Spoopy. And I get really spooky. Yes, it gets spooky and scary, and it's so much fun. We love reading your stories on the air. So what is their timeline, Mr. Tugs? You must send your episode by... I'm going to be out of town Your story. Week. I'm going to go hang out with Tim and Grizzly. Um, send your stories by the 19th of October, 19th of October is your deadline. So what we usually do for this particular episode, it is, it's kind of like a special where we read the stories and then we have um, 
we have someone like Christian or some Quinn. sort of music or Quinn. Bring his theremin. Um, yeah, he can bring his theremin. And his we add sound effects to, and we fully in the um, the sound effects. So we could be having like old shoes out here for footsteps or, you know, making little sounds or whatever. Um, but it, it's kind of like an old time radio show. So it's a really, really fun episode. And here's my plea. Um, last year, everyone decided to kill Rue and leave me out of it. I would very much like it if you guys were kind enough to continue that tradition. We'll read anything you send us, provided it's not porn. But if you want to have Rue continue to die, <laughs> not me be involved, I'm totally down for that. You know that that's not going to happen this year. You know that they're going to evolve you now. I was because you actually story. pointed that out. We talked about it during the episode. Now it's your turn. Faith. It's your turn everyone. to die, Tugs. <laughs> It's your turn. Or maybe we won't die at all this year. We'll have to see. Hopefully I won't die. Rue want... needs to die at least once. Preferably from I like... got turned into a puddle last year. Diabetes. And then I think the year before that I ate you. I think you did die. Yeah, but last year is what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and you died every every story. <sighs> and I was not involved. And I was that was great. It was like getting a lunchable with extra cheese. That's you know, like. how about this? How about neither, none of us die and you just come up with like a really thrilling like Then everyone's going to send pirates and I don't want to read oh, pirate Lord. stories. Maybe Koru could die this year. <laughs> don't kill our support staff. <laughs> you can we use me. It's fine. Um, just kill me. Just kill you. Yeah, that's okay. You're, you're okay with it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and next inside. episode. Next episode. Next episode will be con roommates now there's two there's two angles we're asking for in this one um number one rooming with friends at a con is interesting some people have fixed groups some people like to mix it up whatever works but tell us how do you choose the people you're going to room with at a convention now here's the other half of the of the episode horror stories we want to know don't name names but the times you thought that your friend was going to be a great roommate and you found that they would make a better friend for instance, I was recently told of a story where someone was receiving sex training in their room when everyone else walked in expecting to like start drinking and have a good time. Made for some awkward moments. Those kinds of things are hilarious, and we would like to hear them. <laughs> yes, please send us that. And also, um, another another part is how do you find um, convention? Like, how do yeah. you find people to, to go? That's the first half. Oh, you already said that? Yes. You really aren't paying attention today. I did pay attention. I didn't think you said that. Did I say that? I'm pretty sure. Okay, I'm dumb. <laughs> no, you're not dumb. I'm you're just not paying sad. attention. Um, I also have a programming note. The programming note is this. Um, we were originally going to record the Rabbit Valley episode, um, and they have had to change their schedule. So we will be recording the Rabbit Valley episode sometime in the next month, which means we will probably announce an episode and it will be bumped to accommodate the Rabbit Valley episode. Um, so just be aware that that is coming. Yes, definitely. Do we want them to do anything specific? Like send us like a list of random words that we'll cut up and put into a hat. I don't know. We'll figure that out. <laughs> we'll watch our social media. Um, and we'll tell you when rabbit Valley will be interrupting everything as they are want to do. Yay. So we want to thank everybody for sending emails. Like our show does not work without content. Well, this episode was 
all emails. Yeah, I, we didn't really have any time to talk about anything else except read emails. So thank you very much. And I also want to extend a thank you for our supporting staff. Um, we have Koru, we have um, Voss, and we also have the Epic Fire Breath. And of course, um, our editor and chief over here, Mr. Tugs. I prefer executive producer. Executive producer. And then, of course, our wonderful guest, Icarus. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Are there any final words you'd like to share with the audience? Final thoughts? How do we, um, if somebody wants to reach out to you, how do they get a hold of you? <laughs> do you want to pitch anything that you, oh my gosh. Um, that you work on? Like not any, really. Any books that you want to... <laughs> No, shameless self-plug here, right? Yeah. Um, no, I mean, if anyone is interested, I've only published one book, but it's poetry, so I wouldn't blame so anyone. So tell us that. about the book. <laughs> like, stop downplaying uh, yourself. All right. Uh, it's called Poetic Libretto, and it's uh, it's actually available on Amazon. But Really? Yeah. Kindle or physical? Uh, both, actually. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, it took way too long to edit. But yeah, if you want to reach me, I guess just Telegram. Awesome. And where do they go to for Telegram? Um, you know that's a good question. There's so many groups now. It's well, kind of rough. Do you guess, have a handle like? Yeah, at, at it's Cyrus. actually at Cyrus Allen, spelled A L L O N. That last part. Or maybe you can find me in the For What It's Worth chat. Whatever. Are you in there? <laughs> um, not yet. No, but we'll be adding But I could you. probably jump I in I love there. that all our May guests well. wind up in there now. It's yeah, like right. the garbage pile. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> We're done with you. <laughs> no, our guests aren't garbage. We love them. Oh, we do love all of our guests. Um, so this has been Rue. <laughs> this is Tugs. And Icarus. And you've been listening to For, for what, what It's, it's worth. worth. Oh, damn it. He did it. <laughs>